Hello and welcome to another episode of Swipe Left, Swipe Left Series 2. We've got a gem of a story for you today. This is a story from Archie who people may remember from Season 1. Archie came over to visit us in New Zealand and this was just a few weeks before the whole world went into a coronavirus lockdown and so he couldn't manage to get flights back to the UK early enough. And got stuck here, so what better time to get another story out of him? I think it was 2017 and I was working for the University of Edinburgh. One of the great perks of the job was that I could go to conferences related to my work. And I found a really interesting one. It was to do with science communication. So it was like a big European-funded workshop. And it just so happened, conveniently, to be in Marathon, which is just by Athens in Greece. The conference was taking place in this like really fancy hotel on the beach. I'm quite an outgoing person, but you know, it's quite an intimidating thing to go off somewhere for two weeks by yourself with a bunch of strangers. And we'd be doing a lot of public speaking and trying to do a bit of stand-up and there's all kinds of activities that we were doing. So we get there. It's a bit disorganised. There's no one to pick us up. There's no clear signage. It's a bit random eventually someone like oh are you waiting for this workshop we'll come pick you up and so we'll turn up it wasn't like they'd rented out the whole hotel for the workshop it was one of these massive hotels that probably had like a couple hundred people staying there and there was loads of like german families there was a lot of like margarita drinking by the pool which was next to the beach it was kind of that kind of package holiday kind of vibe. It was very pleasant, but it was a very strange place to be for doing a workshop. I remember when we arrived, there was this like conga line around the pool going on and everyone was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God, what have I got myself into? Are we going to be doing like ice breaking sessions like this? I'm like, Jesus Christ, what the hell is this? We were sort of handed these bracelets when we arrived. And we didn't know this, but it turned out it basically meant that you had, like, unlimited booze. So then we all get kind of ushered into this auditorium for a little opening talk. All right, well, you've got to figure out And at the end of this, like, very unclear guidance on what the rules would be for the week or how things were going to work... They kind of just like, right, has anyone got any things that they want to share with the group sort of thing? I just remember, like, it was quite dark and I didn't have my glasses on. There was someone a few rows ahead of me announced, she was like, oh, I'm, I'm actually mostly deaf and I'm really hard of hearing. So can people be very clear when they're speaking? Because I can't really follow what you're saying otherwise. She lit red, basically, so she needed people to speak facing her when they were speaking to her. And I was like, okay, fair enough. Like, yeah, it's good to bear in mind. And we, so we finished off the workshop. We assigned rooms. 
left to kind of get to know our room buddies briefly and then we go off for dinner and as we're going for dinner I was thinking wow you know this is actually quite it's quite a daunting thing for me who you know can hear fine and I have all my senses I thought wow wow that must be even more difficult for the girl with hearing issues so anyway I was like oh I'm gonna try and befriend her not not out of sympathy I just thought well you know she seemed nice and it would be nice to to make friends I'd been around and worked with academics before and you know they tend to be quite dorky so sometimes you kind of just have to be the instigator of conversation and so that's what I thought I was doing at the time we get to the cafeteria and I see the girl thinking oh that's the deaf girl that was speaking so we're sort of in the queue and I try to make small talk but obviously because we're like sort of straight on ahead it's kind of hard to like catch her attention so I said something but kind of like leaning over around her shoulder a bit so she'd like see my face and I was like oh hey how's it going she kind of looked at me and smiled I kind of felt like oh maybe she hadn't heard me or maybe I was like okay it's not the right time at this moment to try and make friends because we're obviously like single file lining up to get food from the cafeteria and we're sort of serving food so then I'm like talking to the person behind me and then I see that she goes off to sit at a table she was by herself as well so I was like oh well she hasn't made any friends yet I'll go say hello so I go over to her and I say oh hi how's it going and she kind of like looks at me and I sort of just like blundered on because I was almost feeling awkward about it so I was like oh I'll just sit down can I share this table with you and it was only kind of like once I sat down that I realised it wasn't really a group table at all. It was pretty small. And she kind of looked at me a bit stunned. To be honest, I'd like never really spent time with a deaf person. I just felt like I was doing it wrong, so I was being more and more over-mouthing and over-enunciating, speaking in a raised voice as well. It wasn't even like just normal conversation. It was like, hi, how are you? Isn't this fun? I'll make it really explicitly clear that I'm trying to be her friend. And this woman made it very explicitly clear that she did not want a friend. She's like, oh, I'm, I'm waiting for my husband. And she was German, which didn't sound like the person who was deaf. Oh, oh, so, so, oh, right, so you brought your husband to the workshop. But she was like, no, I am here for a holiday with my husband. Oh, right. Um, oh. <laughs> and then I kind of look over and I see that the, the bracelet that she's got is a different colour from all the rest of the group. Oh, God. <laughs> and then I realised it wasn't the deaf woman at all and it was a totally different person. It was a complete fuck-up. And I didn't really know what to say, so I just got up. The face that this woman gave me was just like, why are you coming on to me? I've clearly come like for my honeymoon to this hotel. Isn't it obvious? And then her like absolutely jacked husband turns up. This bald guy, absolutely ripped, muscle head. And he comes up and he's giving me like the filthiest look and she's giving me a filthy look. And then I'm by this point making quite a quick getaway from the situation. And then I see them like muttering to each other, looking straight at me and him being like, who's that guy? 
Oh no. And then I just quickly found another table. And then I see the deaf girl and she's actually got loads of friends and she's already talking to loads of people and I just feel like a complete fucking numpty. There was a real punch in the gut. <laughs> the mix-up happened because we were in a dark auditorium and she wasn't actually facing me when she was announcing to the group that she was hard of hearing. And the fact that I didn't have my glasses, I just saw the back of her head and she was like quite a tall girl with long brown hair. I'd sort of seen her side profile and I just thought, you know, they were the same character. And obviously because we'd gone back to our rooms and everyone sort of got changed out of their travelling clothes, I just assumed that she'd like dressed up in a nice dress for dinner. <laughs> but actually she was having, yeah, a nice romantic dinner with her, with her husband. <laughs> And she must have just been like, what the hell is this guy doing? And she actually was sat far away from everyone else. And initially I thought that was because she was shy. No, it was because she had nothing to do with the conference. And she was like trying to avoid us like the plague. She thought I was just like some like precocious young student who thought he could like have his way with this older woman. Uh. The worst thing was this German couple were there for like every single mealtime because it was all so organised so I just had to keep avoiding eye contact with them for like the next week. The rest of my friends who I'd made in the course, they would continue to point her out for the rest of the trip and I'd have to just kind of avert my eyes and, you know, if I saw her in the queue for the cafeteria, I'd be like, I'll just wait. I guess my reflection is if it feels like someone's coming on to you they might also try to be making friends with a hearing impaired person so you know sometimes it genuinely is good intentions gone wrong when someone's trying to chat to you yeah I mean maybe I was cracking on a little bit but <laughs> so this just makes me think that no good deed goes unpunished <laughs> and it's I like how she's got all the best intentions in the world and it just goes awry. Yeah, I just really love the idea that they're in the line for the queue and Archie's like weirdly snaking his head round this woman's face so she can see his lips. But obviously for the German woman, she's like, okay. And then he just like perseveres. I, I really wonder how the German woman tells the story <laughs> and what she said to her meathead husband. <laughs> that young man is really going hard and <laughs> I don't know what he wants. Thanks for listening. If you like this podcast, please tell a friend. You can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or whatever podcasting app you're using to listen to this now. Any comments, feedback or ideas, you can always get in touch on Twitter. We use the handle at swipe left left. Also, we've been inviting people to leave us voicemails. So if you're looking for something to pass those long hours of quarantine, pick up your phone and share with us a true story now. Please subscribe. And if you want to get in touch, all of the details are on our website swipe left swipe left.com remember an embarrassment shared is an embarrassment halved